We are here tonight at New Harvest Norwalk. Thank you so much for joining us here this evening, uh, wherever you might be, uh, whatever you might be doing. Uh, thank you for sharing with us your time. And uh, so we can celebrate uh, a good Friday. And uh, tonight uh, we want to, number one, before we start, we're going to ask you to bow your hearts before the Lord. And we're going to have a word of prayer and ask God's blessing upon uh, this uh, quick message that I want to bring to you tonight. And uh, we're going to go ahead and pray, and we're going to ask God's anointing and God's favor upon uh, this uh, sermon tonight. Father, tonight I do thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you tonight for the blood that you shed on Calvary's cross to cover our sins. That, Father, tonight, uh, because of you, that our families are able to be united, marriages uh, are able to be healed, uh, uh, deliverance is able to come to those uh, who are struggling with substance abuse, Father God. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, uh, and uh, the sacrifice that he made uh, that we celebrate tonight, uh, that we can all be free from the bondage and strongholds uh, of sin in our lives through you by your goodness and by your grace and by your mercy tonight, we thank you and we give you all honor. We give you all glory in Jesus' name. And Father, uh, I ask you, Lord, for those who are at home, Father, and they're uh, with infirmity, they're struggling with illness, those in the hospital also, Father, I pray that you would touch their lives, Father. Work a miracle, in their lives. Uh, bring the healing power that you brought for us uh, through the cross of Calvary and by the blood that was shed. Uh, thank you tonight. By faith, we stand believing, not wavering in Jesus' name. And we all say, amen. Well, today, obviously, we are remembering uh, Good Friday, the crucifixion and the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, the suffering and the rejection that he experienced on that cross. But not only do we need to remember that, but we need to also remember that Jesus calls you and I to take up our cross daily. And you know, the truth is that sometimes we just don't want to hear about taking up our cross. Isn't that true? We remember that Jesus Christ gave his life and that he suffered on the cross, but when you look at the Word of God, Jesus speaks and uh, He tells us, listen, you also need to take up daily your cross and follow Him. And we don't want to hear that. And sometimes we say to ourselves, what, what's so good about pain and suffering? Not sure why they even call it Good Friday. Well, you're not alone. You're in good company. Because in the Scripture... In uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 16, we read that Jesus is speaking to his disciples about his death, eventual death. And Peter rises up. We know about Peter. And Peter was upset. And he says, not so, Lord. Peter wasn't happy about the cross either. And Jesus rebukes him. And uh, he speaks to the disciples. Uh, and I entitled this sermon, Friday the road to Sunday. Because we need to understand that there needs to be a Friday 
before there could be a resurrection Sunday. And so in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 16, and in verse 24 through 26, let's read together what Jesus said to his disciples. He says this, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, he said, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your very own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? And so Jesus is uh, encouraging and uh, giving instructions to the disciples before he faces Calvary. And he's saying that one day, you, you also are going to have to take up your cross. So we need to understand that Friday is the road that leads to Sunday. The road to resurrection Sunday. And there can be no resurrection Sunday without the cross. There's going to be a good Friday for each and every one of us at one time or another. In other words, uh, there's going to have to be a cross, so to speak, that we're going to have to bear somewhere, sometime in our lives. Maybe some of you right now are bearing some type of cross, a weight that is holding you down, that you're struggling with, and you're wondering, why is this happening? Obviously, we're living in strange times where we can't be together in the sanctuary. And so we're coming to you wherever you might be, in your home, at work, uh, wherever you are. S many people struggle with that. Many people have a hard time with that simply because we're so used to coming together. And here lies the rub. Here lies the problem for each and every one of us the cross will mean something different, which speaks to us and says that everybody eventually is going to have a good Friday. And we all have a problem with that, don't we? If we're honest with ourselves, we all have a problem with what we're, we're, we're celebrating tonight, which is a Good Friday. The very thought of Good Friday causes disciples concern. Why? Well, simply because despite of all his power and all God's wisdom, Jesus Christ still went to the cross. And this went against everything that Jesus taught his disciples while he was with them. Everything he expressed and that he demonstrated while he was with his followers. And uh, him going to the cross and speaking about going to the cross and dying, it caused confusion for those that were following him. Just like some of us, when we go through difficult times and we're facing uh, what we call our burdens, our cross, sometimes we're confused. Why is this happening? Why are these things uh, taking place in my life? You see, those who witnessed his power wondered, why does Jesus seem so powerless at this greatest need in his life when he showed us, demonstrated his power? Those who heard his godly wisdom 
through the words that he spoke, wondered how someone so wise and someone so smart could miscalculate so badly and end up being taken to the cross. It sounds like some of you and I, when things kind of go south in our lives, we wonder, well, God, I am reading your word. I am serving you. I'm believing you. And I'm still going through these things in my life. I'm still struggling and I don't understand. We're just like the disciples at times. You see, it was both of these mindsets that missed what God and Jesus was uh, saying in the Gospel of John chapter 12 and in verse 24. He said these words, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it produces many. You see, and Jesus just wasn't speaking and teaching a parable, but he was talking about his own life. He was speaking about this very time in his life that he was talking to the disciples about the crucifixion and the death that he was going to have to face. It was a picture of what he was going to be going through. And so not only did the disciples and the people who were listening to him in Jesus' day have a problem with the cross, so do you and I. We also struggle with this very truth about taking up our cross daily. You see, here's the point. Many Christians only want to see and hear about miracles and the power of God so that there would be no struggle and no pain involved. And so things could miraculously be, be dealt with so we could avoid the, the hurt, avoid the pain and the turmoil. Others only want to hear about what makes sense to them. After all, who wants pain and who respects suffering? And this is the problem that a lot of times you and I have when it comes to the scripture that Jesus speaks about taking up our cross daily. But the truth is here this evening is that what God offers each and every one of us through his son Jesus Christ first and foremost is the cross. The earliest believers learned about what the cross meant and what it was all about in their lives. In 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul in chapter number 1, and in verse 23, he writes these words. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them, which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. You see, the, stumbling, the, the, the cross might be a stumbling block for many today. But yet in Christ, to those who believe in Christ, it should not be a stumbling block, but yet the power of God that's going to work in our lives 
to do what needs to be done to develop us, to mature us, to cause us to be more like him on a daily basis. The cross, a stumbling block for many, that people ask, why did it have to be this way? See, many people prefer not to think about Friday and they want to go straight to Sunday. But you see, you need to really understand here this evening that Friday is the beginning of change. Thank God for change. And you know, we all have a problem when things start to change in our lives. Just look at the last three or four weeks. The changes that have taken place and the chaos that it's caused, not only in, in our families, but in society throughout the world. The change, we don't take lightly to change, and change many times causes confusion. But you see, Good Friday provides the opportunity to declare these words for you and for I personally, that we can say, once I've been to the cross, everything now is going to be different. Everything is going to change. What does that mean? Salvation. Why? Because old things are now passed away, and now all things are becoming new. That's change. And when we die to ourselves, that's what the cross means, is dying to ourselves. Things begin to change. And boy, don't we need change in our life. Don't we need for a lot of things uh, every day, it seems, uh, for things to change. You see, stumbling blocks, what the Bible calls foolishness and doubt, should be able, when we come to the cross, to turn those things uh, to the power of God and give us wisdom about what God's trying to do in our life. Because change is powerful when it, it, we allow it to work in our lives. And so the cross is a place where we die to ourselves and we allow Jesus Christ to take control in those areas that need to change, in those circumstances that we're praying for God to change. Only when we come to the cross can the change take place, whether it's in your finances, maybe it's in your health tonight, possibly in your marriage or with your children. Maybe the issue that you're wrestling with, the cross that you're bearing is, for many, for me, I'll guarantee you, not being able to fellowship with the brothers and the sisters, not being able to see their faces, not being able to shake their hands, to give them a, a brotherly hug, to be able to just say, man, how's it going? And have conversation face to face. Maybe that's the cross that you're struggling with right now during this pandemic that we're facing. Maybe there's a, a sense of hopelessness in your life, bitterness that's overwhelmed you during these past couple of days or weeks. But see, this evening, here's what we need to grasp as the people of God, because we're talking about Good Friday. What's so good about it? Well, I'll tell you one thing. 
that when we come to the cross, as Jesus came to the cross, change will begin to take place. Those things that may be overwhelming us, then it's the event, the cross, that would begin to change everything for the better. You see, like the sermon said a long time ago, it may be Friday, but Sunday is on the way. It may be Friday here tonight, uh, but I'll tell you what, in a few days, Resurrection Sunday is coming, uh, and you and I are going to experience uh, a supernatural outpouring of God's uh, power. And the truth, the message, if nothing is changing, if we don't allow change to take place in our life, then maybe we haven't yet been to the cross. Maybe you haven't died in those areas that God is trying to get you to see need to change. Indeed, Easter, Resurrection Sunday, is about an empty tomb. But realize this, the first needs to be the cross. Why are we always in such a hurry to rush Jesus up to heaven? We're always in a hurry to get him to hurry up and resurrect. But Jesus was working in between his uh, crucifixion and death and the time that he resurrected. He was taking the keys of death and hell. He was defeating uh, Satan and all the demons of hell. And uh, don't be in such a rush to push Jesus up to heaven. Let him begin to work in your life. Let him do the things that need to be done in your life uh, and destroy those things uh, that maybe are destroying you. See, many times we are in a hurry to rush Jesus into heaven simply because the cross doesn't seem to fit into our picture or plans of how things need to be. We have our plans. We have our picture of how it's supposed to be, and the cross is in the way. You see, it didn't fit into Jesus' day either. It didn't fit into the disciples either. You see, Jesus understood for him, the road to the resurrection began on Friday. So today, as I wind this down, let's demonstrate faith over circumstance. That's what Jesus did. Can we be honest with ourselves tonight? Let's be honest. Even though you may not be in church, the physical house of God, you're in your home, and you are a living stone. Jesus lives in you. So honesty is the best policy, especially tonight, let alone every day. So can we say that God's promise never to forsake us? Amen. Isn't that right? God promises in his word that he will always be with us, and he will never leave us. And he will never forsake us. But if we're honest, it doesn't always feel like that. For some of you here right now who are watching and listening, you might feel, well, God, where are you? Why have you left me alone at this time when I need you so much? 
Why have you forsaken me? Jesus cried out two phrases on the cross. The first one is the phrase that maybe some of you have been crying out these last couple of weeks, maybe this last month, maybe even this last year. And Jesus cried out, Father, why have you forsaken me? Faith over circumstance. Jesus was as human on the cross as you and I are right now. He felt the pain. He felt the torment, the rejection. He felt all of the spiritual warfare that's taking place in his, that was taking place in his life at that point in time. Just like some of you might be feeling that right now. But Jesus, even though he spoke those words, just like some are speaking those words right now, the second phrase uh, that he spoke, Father, into your hands uh, I commend my spirit. So we ask, how can those two phrases go together? At one point, we feel like God has forsaken us and he doesn't care about us and he doesn't love us. And then immediately after we say, God, uh, take me and I believe in you. Take me into your hands. You see, because even at the cross, at the death of Christ, Jesus showed you and I how to trust God the Father beyond our circumstance. Even though he was on the cross and he was in pain and he was suffering and he was hurting and he did maybe in his humanity didn't quite understand why God had forsaken him. He still had faith to go beyond the circumstance of where he was. He knew the Father's promise of resurrection was around the corner in, in a few moments, a few days that were going to take place. He knew it was ahead of him. But it was his trust in God the Father's promise that caused him to surrender everything that he was dealing with at that point, his very life, into God his father's hands. How about you here this evening who are watching and listening? What is your circumstance? What is your cross that you might be bearing tonight? What are those areas in your life that you feel that God has forsaken you and has left you and maybe is not hearing your cry? Tonight, I would like to challenge you have faith in God. Have faith in the word of God. Live beyond your circumstance and say, God, I trust you here tonight on this day that we remember the death and the pain that you suffered for me. I am still going to believe you and still going to honor you as my Lord and my Savior and you are going to deliver me and set me free from these strongholds in my life. It may be Friday, 
But Sunday is coming. And the road to resurrection Sunday has to begin at the cross for each and every single one of us. And so tonight what I'd like to do is to ask you to pray with me if you would. Before we take communion, we're going to take communion tonight. And we're going to remember the price that Jesus paid on the cross for our sins. But before we do that, I want us to pray. And I want us to, each of us, give into God's hands what it is that you may be carrying right now. That may be wearing you down right now. That may be tormenting you right now. That maybe the enemy of your faith is deceiving you about right now. Won't you just release that as Jesus released his life into the hands of God the Father? Won't you do that right now? I want to challenge you tonight. If we could all bow our heads and let's pray. Jesus, tonight, you defeated death and you defeated hell. And tonight we stand believing faith over our circumstance that we surrender those things to you tonight. We bind Satan, his demonic strategies and forces in the name of Jesus because you have given us the power over all the power of the enemy tonight. And that in the name of Jesus, the name above all names, we stand in faith, not wavering, that through you, we are going to defeat the enemy. We are going to conquer by faith those things uh, that weigh us down, that hurt us, and that cause us pain. And that in Jesus' name tonight, we remember what you've done for us every single day, what you do for us. The cross, where you took upon yourself our ungodliness, our sin, our disobedience, our ugliness, that God, you took it upon yourself through your son, Jesus Christ, and you bore our iniquities. Thank you tonight. Thank you for your mercy for each and every one tonight that has responded tonight. If you're listening right now, and maybe you're not serving Jesus, maybe you're a backslider tonight, and you say, Pastor, tonight, I need peace. I need a miracle in my life. I, I know about Easter and I know about Good Friday, but I've never experienced personally the love of God, sensed it, deliverance or healing, and you want that right now. Would you say a prayer with me right now? As you bow your head and Close your eyes. Would you repeat after me and just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I accept you 
as my Lord and as my Savior. I surrender my life to you right now. I will follow you. I will serve you. And I thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Thank you tonight for joining us. And uh, we're now going to go ahead and we're going to uh, take our communion. In 1 Corinthians and chapter 11, hopefully you have your communion. I'll give you a few minutes to go ahead and prepare that if you haven't got that ready. I want to read a scripture here that the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church at Corinth. And he's talking to them about the Lord's Supper. And there were some folks who had a misunderstanding about what the Lord's Supper was all about. And he was trying to give them wisdom and guidance and direction. And in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, and in verse 20, he said, So then when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For when you're eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers, as, and as a result, one person remains hungry, and another uh, gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? And what shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in this matter. And so what Paul is doing is he's rebuking those who had no understanding about the Lord's Supper. And he's giving them instruction and saying, the way you're doing it is wrong. And so then he says, here is what we're going to do. This is how the right way to remember what Jesus did for us on Calvary's cross as we remember tonight this Good Friday. And verse 23, 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, he says these words, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so this represents the Lord's body tonight. Let's take that as we remember. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And it goes on and it says, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread, and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until, until he comes. 
So let's go ahead and drink the cup. Now, right where you are, can we all just begin to thank Jesus, begin to give him praise. Father, tonight, we do worship you. We do praise you. Father, as we remember the price that was paid for the forgiveness of our sins, the pain and the suffering, the rejection that your body was broken for our iniquities. And tonight we thank you as together we remember and take the, the communion. Lord, thank you for the miracle of the resurrection that will be taking place uh, this coming Sunday. And tonight we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence, wherever that might be, that, Lord, uh, you are omnipotent. You are everywhere, God, at one time, omnipresent, God. Thank you tonight for being with us. We give you honor and we give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you.